20 years old. Like, I remember in my head, and I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this, like, I absolutely thought that I was going to die before I was 40 years old. Like, wow. I, I remember I would I would think about my future, and it, my future, didn't I didn't even want to get there. Like, I was just like, I'd rather not. Because in my head, I was going to be that person that they'd have to airlift out of their house, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or get a crane. Like, you've seen the, I'm sure you've seen those videos. And, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, that's going to happen. That's that's 100% that's going to be me. I just, because I just didn't believe that I could ever lose weight. Wow. And I was gaining weight so fast. I didn't know what to do, you know. So even knowing that and saying, I'm going to die before I'm 40, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. I just accepted it. This is episode number 69 with John Glock. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I get to sit down with a very interesting individual named John Glaude. So John weighed 360 pounds when he was just 20 years old. And after years of struggling with his weight, he was sure he was headed towards a future of significant sickness and probably an early death. But he didn't know how he was going to change his course. Luckily, a series of events finally led John to what he describes as his click moment or the instant that he decided he was going to change his lifestyle. From that point on, John went on to lose 170 pounds and he eventually competed in a bodybuilding competition before finding CrossFit, which is where our paths first crossed. John documented his entire journey on his YouTube channel titled Obese to Beast, and he's also garnered some mainstream media attention with an appearance on Ellen. Today, he has over 400,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, and he continues to serve as an inspiration and a resource for so many others who are on their weight loss journeys. So John and I sat down at Power Monkey Camp several months ago, and I really enjoyed our conversation. I think you guys are going to take a lot away from it, too. He's a very impressive individual, and I really enjoyed getting to know him throughout that week. I think one of my biggest takeaways from interacting with John that week was in how we approach our interactions with the people in our lives who we know would benefit a lot from making a lifestyle change. We know that they would feel better, we know that they would have a better quality of life, but they're not quite ready or in a place to make that change yet. And it's not something that we can force. And John talks a lot about that, both from being that person in his past when it seemed like everyone wanted to help him, but he just wasn't ready yet, to now being that person that's trying to help others make that same change. And so, I think you guys will really enjoy his perspective on that topic as well as others. We talk about everything from his childhood and growing up to some of those events that led up to his click moment and then his weight loss journey and where he is today. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Before we get started, I just want to remind you that if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes where you can subscribe and consider giving it a rating. It really does help. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share here. So just like John's, if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, you can send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. You can also check out my online training programs through Beyond the Whiteboard. 
at trainwithjuliefouché.com. And finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and it does not provide medical advice. So with that, here we go. Let's get started with episode number 69 of Pursuing Health featuring John Claude. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm here with John Glaude, who yes. is otherwise known as Obese to Beast yes. on his YouTube channel and elsewhere online. And I'm so excited. We're here at Power Monkey Camp. I'm so excited to hear your story. Um, so thank you for being here with no, me. No, I am, I am honored to be <laughs> on this podcast right now. Like I, it's kind of like a dream come true. So. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I'm. If you guys, <laughs> you're probably like that guy was crazy. Because <laughs> I'm just super stoked to be here. No, we're just gonna have a really good time. Um, but if people are not familiar with you, you have had an amazing life change in the yeah. past. I guess it's been about four years or so, yep. and lost basically half your body weight, mm. an entire person, yeah. <laughs> which is unbelievable. A big person. Too. <laughs> a big person. So. Um, so I want to talk about all those details, but maybe let's start off with, um, just growing up and what things were like before this change and before all that happened. Yeah. So I come from a bigger family, um, and a lower, a very low income family. Um, so I wasn't, I didn't start like gaining weight until I was like about I think I was about six years old. Okay. Um, and I actually, I, I'm not sure if these things are related. I, I've said this before, but I had a hernia mm-hmm. um, down here in my hip area. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting that removed. Okay. And when I got that removed, I had to be bedridden for a while. And that's when I kind of started putting on weight. Hmm. Um, now, like I've talked to my mom and she was like, maybe it was something like the sedative they use. They're like, <laughs> because it was just literally like when that happened, that's when I started gaining weight. But basically my whole childhood I had been okay. gaining weight. Um, and, you know, coming from a family where nutrition obviously isn't the most important thing, mm-hmm. the most important thing is getting food for everybody. Right. And usually the food that we would get wasn't the healthiest mm-hmm. because it was the cheapest, you know? Right. And, and how um, many siblings did you have? I have, I have personally a seven. Okay. Um, wow. But yeah. Um, the people, the siblings that I lived with uh-huh. was, it was two other siblings and it was my mom. Okay. Um, so, you know, not the biggest family in the world, but you know, pretty much coming off of one income for four yes. people, it was rough and like not a high income, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, so food, healthy food's not the priority food in that. Absolutely not the yeah. priority. And I love my mom, but she, and she's not someone that is a nutritionist. She mm-hmm. doesn't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like she has kids and she wants, she doesn't want them to be hungry. Right. So it's going to be hamburger helper. Right. You know? Right. And for me, I'm not blaming this on my mom. Like for me, it was the way that it was, is a big pot of food and you serve yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you want to eat more, you eat fast. And then that's how you get seconds and thirds. Right. So um, that's kind of how I, I think I started kind of gaining my weight. Okay. And uh, so in elementary school, I was, well, I guess what you would consider husky. Um, okay. I wasn't like the biggest kid at in elementary mm-hmm. school, and like something that me and my family would always say is like, "Oh, you'll grow out of it." You know, Just you'll you'll hit a growth yeah. spurt um, because I wasn't to a point where I was like. Oh wow, that's kind of an issue. Okay, you know, your weight isn't an issue yet. It's just kind of normal yeah. part just of just a normal being a kid part of kid growing that's up. Chubby, yeah, right. You know, um, but then once I got into middle school, I was definitely like uh, overweight, very okay. overweight. Uh, and, and at that point, did you recognize that? Oh yeah, that's when what like, that meant. Or in, in elementary school, it was like. I knew it was kind of bigger, but I, I didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. literally could care less. But then once you get into middle school, that's when you start, you know, noticing, I guess you could say, noticing the opposite sex mm-hmm. and, like, maybe realizing, 
why aren't they interested in me? <laughs> you know, and like, <laughs> and then so much other stuff, like not being able to play football with my friends, or like mm-hmm. being the slowest person, and like, you know, football for me was something that I absolutely loved. And, mm-hmm. and luckily, like in football, there's linemen, so like I was really good at that, and like yeah. I was able to do that, and like I was kind of uh, athletic in that aspect um i always wanted to play tackle football okay but th- i was literally over the weight limit because there's a weight oh, limit yeah for kids because it makes sense yeah. you know if you're two i was 200 plus in, in middle school already you mm-hmm. know and they're just like you can't you can't be that heavy uh so i would play flag football um so you know going through middle school i was definitely like that's when i the first times i ever st- tried to lose weight was mm-hmm. in middle school not knowing what i was doing having other people kind of try and help and what um, kind of things were you doing? To I was weight? just like, <laughs> I, this is actually a funny story that you bring <laughs> this up. Um, in middle school, I was my first encounter with the Slim Fast. <laughs> okay. I remember that being very big when I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so my mom bought it because she, like, she wanted to help, but she doesn't know what she's doing, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember, like, I would just, like, I didn't, I didn't know how it worked either. So I would, like, eat lunch and then, like, cool, slim fast now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is going to help me lose weight, right? Uh, In reality, it's like, don't eat lunch and drink the slim fast. Right. That's not something I recommend, but, um, you know, that's like th- stuff just like that. Just not understanding. Just trying, right. you know, mm-hmm. and like in middle school, like it's, it's, when I look back, it's like, man, it's crazy that in middle school, I'm already trying to lose weight. That you is. Know? And um, that's when it started to kind of get to me mentally. But, you know, I still wasn't the heaviest person in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I guess if you fast forward to high school, that's when I was like, one, towards the end of high school, I was absolutely the biggest person in the mm-hmm. school. And it was very much so like I was the big guy. Like that's how people knew me. You yeah. Know? Um, one of like the I, – I was really lucky to – I was always like the funny fat guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was good and it was bad. Um, It was good because I was able to make friends and I wasn't like, I didn't seclude myself and make like not talk to people. Mm -hmm. So I've always been kind of outgoing. Yeah. But I um, actually recently got like a tattoo that kind of talks like it's about this. But I'm I'm someone that was hiding kind of behind humor. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would make, basically I did the thing where if I make fun of myself first, you can't make fun of me. Right. Mm. But like it worked and it made it so I didn't really get a lot of fat jokes. Yeah. But, it made me not value myself right. because I'm joking about like, I'm like, I'm a joke in my head. Yeah. And that was really hard. Um, and that's something that I didn't even notice. I didn't even realize that until I had lost weight At when I time, looked back in yeah. high school, you know? Wow. Um, but what other kinds of things did you, or did you have to deal with anything else coming from other kids? Even in middle school is obviously such a tough time to yeah. begin with, but do you remember having to deal with other kids saying things or difficult yeah, you moments? Would, I would get kids that I'm, I'm a sweaty person too. Mm-hmm. I sweat easier than <laughs> anyone I've ever met in my entire life. And then, so imagine you're in middle school, you're the biggest kid there mm-hmm. or not the biggest kid there, but you're big, you're sweating a lot. And I, I've always, when I was heavier, it was a lot worse, but like I would breathe loudly. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember it, this was actually in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember these girls, like they were like, I was, we were sitting down in class and the teacher was talking and they looked back at me and they just went like, <gasps> and I just remember being like, what the heck was that about? Aww. And then, and then I like, I'm in elementary school, yeah. like feeling like there's something wrong with me because I'm breathing too loud. Like, so like I, I got, I would get stuff like that. And then you just, when you're in high school and middle school, like you always assume, like, I remember I couldn't go into a room mm-hmm. with people laughing without thinking they're, they saw me and they're laughing at me now, Wow, you know? And like, that was hard because like, I always felt like people were looking at me and judging me right away. Wow. And th- the fact of the matter is like, I mean, that might happen, but it's not happening as much as, like, in my head, but it, w- it was hard. Um, but that's how you're constantly living yeah. your life. And like I said, like, 
I, I wouldn't really deal with a lot of people making fun of me because I was I was doing it myself. It was so, more you. Yeah, absolutely. And like that's the thing is like I didn't feel like I could be accepted or even taken serious. Like I, I legit didn't think that people would ever take me seriously. Mm-hmm. So I would just joke and joke and joke and joke. Mm-hmm. And then so it made my friendships very, very much so surface level. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any really, really, really solid friends. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so it was it was definitely it was definitely difficult in, in high school and stuff yeah. like that. Um but yeah, so and then I guess if we fast forward to after high school, so um, in high school I was I th- I don't know exactly I did I never weighed myself mm-hmm. but like I ended up after because in high school I used to skateboard everywhere like mm-hmm. I was I still skated when I was really heavy which mm-hmm. is like <laughs> I remember I would skate down the street and people would be like what the hell is he doing <laughs> that because like guy? I skated my whole life yeah. so I was able to I was That's able to so go cool. pretty quick so you're yeah. always pretty athletic yeah, regardless. Yeah. Um, kind of, <laughs> but, uh, so I mean, the, I can't skateboard yeah, at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, so, yeah, I, it was like, it's really I, amazing. Growing up as a kid, like skating was huge. Skateboarding was like, yeah. everyone did it. So yeah. I, I, I learned and like, it's still something that when I get on a board, I still love doing. Yeah. Um, but I played drums too. I played drums. So oh, like cool. that was, you know, another thing. thing. Um, but and then also another thing that I did in high school, this is kind of embarrassing. I played DDR a lot. You know, oh, the game yeah. with like the arrows. <laughs> I was, we had I, played, one of those. I played on the highest level. It's called Oni, or wow. at least on the game that I played. There was like expert and then there was like a higher level. Uh-huh. I could only do a couple songs. I'm not going to lie. I, I couldn't do them all. <laughs> but, but I was like kind of active-ish. Yeah. Like a little in I mean, in that's high a very active game. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I wasn't, I didn't have my own income, so I wasn't buying most of my own food. So. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying that is because once I got out of high school, like mm-hmm. the, the the two years out of high, I graduated when I was 17, okay. and then once I hit 20, I was 360 pounds, my heaviest. Wow. And I, I would say I probably got out of high school maybe 320. Like I said, okay. I don't know exactly, but so I gained a little bit of weight after weight, high school, good yeah. amount of weight fast, like within those few years, mm-hmm. and that was like that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. But again, like I wasn't weighing myself. Right. I'm just trying to go off like pictures, right. like seeing that. And what were you doing during that time? Were you working? School? Yeah, so I was I was working. Um, I worked at the first job I got was at the Vans shoe store. So okay. um, that was like that was the only job that I had yep. when I was my heaviest. Mm-hmm. And then I actually started losing weight when I worked there too. Okay. Um, so yeah, so um, I guess if we fast forward to maybe like the uh, the day that I started decided to kind of lose weight, mm-hmm. or there's actually there's a story I kind of want to tell. Sure. Because there's a couple things that led up to what I call my click moment. Okay. Um, so. One of the things that led up to it was I was invited to – I live in San Diego, California, and I was invited to a wedding in Utah. Okay. So we drove. So it was about a 13-hour drive. Okay. And first off, trying to find clothes for that was mm-hmm. really, really hard. Yeah. And it took – like, I, I had to go to a bunch of different places. I ended up going to – if you are someone that's watching this that needs, like, really large clothes, Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, okay. They, had a, they have a huge selection. So I was able to find stuff, and I was, I was like, so excited about the clothes I got because mm-hmm. it was, like, the first time I had gotten nice clothes. Going to a wedding. A yeah. long time, you know? So I was like, really excited. So I got the clothes finally. And then we ended up taking the drive. And I remember we uh, we got to Utah. And like at this time, I hadn't drinking any water. Like, I was drinking soda mm-hmm. only on the way up mm-hmm. there. And, you know, eating junk food. Mm-hmm. So the reason I say that is because when I stepped out of the car in Utah, I almost fell back into mm-hmm. it because, like, I was so lightheaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing I want to say is, like, at this time, I'm, so I'm 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I was literally terrified to be alone in my house because Mm -hmm. I was like, if I have a heart attack, nobody's going to be here. And Uh like, that was something that I would struggle with. And then also 20 years old, like I remember in my head and I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this, like I absolutely thought that I was going to die before I was 40 years old. Like I I remember I would, I would think about my future and 
my future didn't I didn't even want to get there. Like I was just like I'd rather not. Because in my head, I was going to be that person that they'd have to airlift out of their house, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or get a crane. Like you've seen the, I'm sure you've seen those videos. And Mm -hmm. like, that was like, that's going to happen. That's, that's 100%. That's going to be me. I just, cause I just didn't believe that I could ever lose weight and I was gaining weight so fast. I didn't know what to do. You know? So even knowing that and saying, I'm going to die before I'm 40, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. That I just still accepted it. That you were just accepting. You weren't even like, maybe there I was, should make a change. In my head, I was just like, I'm just, I just can't lose weight. Yeah. Like you I just, just I, I guess capable. I'm like one of those people that just can't. Wow. And so. Had you done other things after yeah, the I slim fast phase? Yeah, 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 yeah. What other types of things did you try? Um, well, the thing that what I would always have was like, I always wanted to, but I just didn't have the willpower. So I would always have like an outside source would kind of come to me and say, Hey, I want to help. Cause like uh, I had people that cared about me, yeah. you know, like one of them, uh, like the, the person that had tried to help me the most. And I, I hate saying that they tried because it didn't work out, but he was a, a family friend who was actually a cop and okay. he like, he went and got me a gym membership. He went and he would show up to my house at like 5am and we'd walk around my block. Mm-hmm. He like would buy, he literally got me a Costco membership and would help me shop. Wow. You know what I mean? And like, I, it sucks even saying that because I, I feel like I failed him when I wouldn't be able to lose weight. Yeah. And that's like a point that I make, you know, like unless the person is willing and wants to lose the weight and like is really wet ready, mm-hmm. there's only so much someone else can do. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks because I remember like it was almost worse for me because I felt like I failed myself and him. So it mm-hmm. made me feel even worse. And then I would dive deeper into eating terrible stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, there was like stuff like that. And then, Another really, really bad one that I tried was I ended up watching <laughs> – this is kind of – it's funny looking back on now. it now, but it wasn't <laughs> at the time. I actually watched – have you seen the documentary on Netflix, uh, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead? It's about juicing. This I guy don't that, think so. Okay, yeah. So it's all about this guy that did a ju- juicing, Juiced. only drank okay. juice, mainly vegetable juice with yeah. a little bit of fruit in it, and um, he lost a good amount of weight. It's like super cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's great for him. <laughs> I'm like – I think I was like 19. This yeah. is the last like really bad thing that I tried, but I'm like 19, <laughs> 18 or 19, yeah. and I saw that. I'm broke. Like, yeah. I don't have any money. So I'm like, I can't afford a juicer. Juicers yeah. are yeah. expensive. I'm yeah. not going to do So I was like, okay. Fruits and vegetables. So I basically became a raw vegan without even realizing <laughs> it. But like, I'm not nothing against raw veganism. But I I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah. I, I wasn't counting calories. I was just trying to eat fruits and vegetables. Like I, because yeah. at this point I think I was I working at I at one point I worked at a grocery store. I don't think I was working at a grocery store. Okay, yet, but. Um, I, I would go and I would buy like a bunch of fruit and luckily like my family, like they saw me doing it. So they would try and buy me fruit oh, too. And they'd good. be like, Hey, like I got you this at yeah. the store. Like it's something new that I haven't seen you try. And like, cause they always wanted me like they, one of my mom's biggest things is like, she was like, she felt like she failed me. And like, mm. she would, she, I go on so many tangents. I'm sorry. No, I love um, it. But like she, one, a story that she tells, cause she's actually, she's been on my channel a couple of times. I love her. Okay. My mom. She's like, oh, she's we'll have best. to go watch those yeah, videos. Yeah. She's the best. But she, she said that she used to come in my room when I was at my heaviest and like, mm-hmm. she would see, she calls it a blob. Like she would just see how big I was on the, on the bed and she would just cry. Wow. And I remember thinking, like, I, I can't even imagine because as a parent, like, her feeling like she – because, like, I, I know if I was her, I would feel the same way. I right. would feel like this is my fault. Right. And, I mean, I, I do my best to be like, it's not. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, but I only do so much. So I feel like the best thing I did was able to lose the weight for yeah, her. Yeah, what a great gift to she her. She comes up and tells me, like, you don't understand how much stress and, and relief you've given me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we go to church and, like – so we have a, you know, a church community and mm-hmm. they, she said that she would have people come up to her and be like, Hey, like, you know, it's like a, 
this is kind of a bad example of church, but like some people, people aren't perfect, but like they would come up to her and be like, Hey, you know, like it's against the Bible for people to be that overweight. You know, those wow. kind of people. So she, and that made me mad that she had to deal with that. Yeah. It's not her fault, you know, but a lot the, weighing on, on exactly. all of you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, so I did, I did a couple diets. So like the, but the, the, the reason, Oh, so I was, I was telling it. So I decided to do the fruit and vegetable thing Yeah. and I, I did good for a little bit. Okay. Um, but I, <laughs> I literally, when I say I crashed and burned, like I, it's like I wanted to have the most ridiculous story. It's like uh-huh. I knew I was gonna be telling the story or something because I literally. So I was doing it with a friend, uh-huh. and my friend like <laughs> messaged me. He's like, "Dude, I'm done. I can't do it anymore." <laughs> I'm out. And I was like, "Well, if you're not gonna do it, I'm not doing it anymore either." <laughs> you know. And so, how long we, had you been doing it for? By the time it was time? like, I think it was about two weeks. Okay. So like for me, that was a long, a long time, time yeah. for nothing other than fruits and vegetables, and it. I say two weeks. It could have been four days. I don't know. I, maybe it seemed like, but I'm pretty sure it was like, it was in the weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I kind of cheated because like, I, I'm not sure if it's cheating, but I live in San Diego. We have Mexican food and it's great. Mm-hmm. And they have these things called hot carrots, which is like okay. carrots that are soaked in like vinegar and hot, hot sauce okay. or salsa. And so they're, it's, I guess it's not technically fruit, but like they, cause the salt in them. Okay. And like that's the thing I missed the most yeah. when I was doing that. So I would eat those. So maybe I cheated already, but still carrots. Yeah, so, it's still vegetable, yeah. right? Or yeah, it's still vegetable. Uh, so so he messaged me and said that, and then and then the next message he sent me was like, "Hey, do you want to go to hometown buffet?" <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I was like, "Okay." And it ca- and this was crazy though. This like scared me. So. I go from only eating fruits and vegetables to literally eating the worst food on the planet, yeah. basically. I remember when I was sitting there eating, I was literally dripping in sweat, like sweating profusely. I don't know if it was just because I was so like, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say excited, but like just like my body or like if it was literally like the, you know, the food I was putting in my body wasn't used to it because yeah. I was literally like eating and wiping myself off. Yeah. Like it was dis- like, I remember thinking, I feel bad for the people that are around me because I know this looks terrible. Mm. Like terrible so that was that that was definitely the worst diet that i ever tried okay. that was just completely failed um but back to the story of um being in utah so yes so i get out of the car and i almost fall down and i it freaked me out because mm-hmm. i had never i had been dealing with like feeling like oh like i'm afraid to be alone because right. of the heart attack and like i feel like i'm gonna die when i'm 40 or like before then but I never had anything actually happen mm-hmm. that I couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I did that, like, I was like, what just happened? Like, mm-hmm. why did that happen? Yeah. And the people saw it that were with me and they were like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And yeah. I was like, oh, no, because I hadn't been drinking water. So I was like, oh, I haven't drinking any water. Yeah. And the elevation here is different. I was like, do you have any Motrin or anything yeah. like that? Like, I, I, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I remember the whole trip I was there, I felt like really off. Mm-hmm. Just like straight. And it, I just was scared. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really scared. Thank God nothing happened. Like, mm-hmm. there was no issues or anything. Like, I ended up driving back down, mm-hmm. and you're at a wedding, right? Yeah. So, they take a lot of pictures. Um, and I saw the pictures of me in my outfit that I was so excited to wear, and yeah. I was like, I look freaking bomb in this thing. <laughs> I see the pictures, and I was devastated. Like, oh. I was just like, I don't want to look at those again. Wow. But that wasn't the moment. So, okay. but the reason I tell that story is because I really think that's important. It's and it a was build like, up. It was a buildup, yeah. yeah. Um, but fast forward, like, I think only maybe a couple weeks. I don't know exactly the time. I had been watching, uh, binge watching Miami Inc. Okay. on Netflix. And um, you you guys aren't watching the video, but I have <laughs> I have tattoos. Well, <laughs> I'm wearing a jacket too. But yeah. I have tattoos on my forearms. Okay. And those were the two that I had before I had lost weight. Okay. Um, and I wanted more, but being 20 years old, yeah. obviously, if I get tattoos, I want people to see them. Yeah. And, and like, 
in the back of my head, I always thought, like, if I do lose the weight, like, I wasn't sure what loose skin would look like. So I was like, I know in my forearms, nothing's going to really happen. Okay. So that's the type of That's a safe place so to go. I've been binge watching. So you did have in the back of your mind somewhere that yeah. you were going to lose weight. Yeah. Like, it was there like. There was a possibility. It was like a dream, though. Yeah. More like. If that somehow, if something crazy happens or mm -hmm. I don't know, if there's a new thing that comes out that makes weight loss like possible for people like me that yeah. can't lose it. Then, Just in you case, know, yeah. Um, but I've been binge watching that and – the, the whole time running through my head, I'm like, man, I want more tattoos so bad. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, like, I don't want to get them anywhere on my body. You yeah. Know? And this guy came on the show. And basically, he was getting a tattoo that was commemorating his weight loss. Okay. And it's even, like, I don't even really exactly remember what he said. Mm -hmm. It was something along the lines of pretty much, like, I just did it. Like, yeah. it was me, you know? And he was a heavier dude. Mm -hmm. And it's more about where my mind was at that point mm -hmm. than exactly what he said. Because like I said, I don't really exactly remember mm -hmm. it, but I remember I was, <laughs> I was sitting there eating a double entree plate of orange chicken from Panda Express uh -huh. and, and like chow mein and a large, their sodas are huge, like super Very probably big. 60 ounces of soda. Right. Oh my gosh. I was watching that. And I remember I told myself, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to start, mm -hmm. you know, but I finished that food. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. Like, first, I just was like, I'm going to finish this. This is like, this is the last thing. And I usually don't even really recommend that to people. But mm -hmm. for me, like it was like, this is going to be the last thing that I do. And yeah. then I'm, I'm going to do this. And I remember when I woke up the next day, cause this was like right before I went to sleep. So I woke up the next day, the best word that I can really explain what I went through was like, I just had clarity. Like yeah. I woke up and I was just like, it was the first time I was excited to be awake, mm -hmm. you know, and excited to go out of my house, you mm -hmm. know. And so I went out and <laughs> I got a haircut and I bought water. And then I, w I walked because I live really close to the grocery store in my mm -hmm. area. I, I walked to Vaughn's, which is the grocery store. And I walked around for a while. I was like, I don't know what to buy. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a sandwich. They have like pre okay. sandwiches. Like, this is healthier than what I would normally eat. But like, that was the start. Yeah. And then from there, like, I just became like addicted to getting as much knowledge about weight loss as possible. Okay. And like just about fitness and, and stuff like that. And like, that's why, um, you know, I'm, I'm really love that I have a YouTube channel because a lot of what I learned was on YouTube. Oh, and, that's awesome. Um, so I just became like addicted to learning. And then like the thing that I recommend, I know I'm kind of going on for a long time. Oh, no, you're like, good. I, when I first started, like I, like I was broke, I had no money, mm -hmm. so I couldn't afford a gym membership. Yeah. And so, it, but it was like literally it's like one of those things it was a blessing in disguise because it made me realize holy crap I can lose weight without going to the gym because in my head like I'd always you were always hammered with like all these all these yeah. like uh, you know infomercials of like these different home gyms and Bowflex and blah 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 mm. like they're always like this is how you lose weight and then yes. at the bottom like uh, they followed the diet plan you know what right. I mean <laughs> but like I realized that I can lose weight without going to the gym and yeah. it's actually the better way to do it. Yeah. Like it's the one that that's the thing that actually makes you lose weight. And so I realized that. And like, I'm one of those people that once I get, get something that I like focus on, mm -hmm. like I just go for it. Like when I, when I first started playing drums, like mm -hmm. I just went for it, like a hundred percent laser focus. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it was with weight loss. And especially because I was like, I could feel myself changing my life and like seeing other people saying like, Oh, good job, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, and I can, I can almost hear the relief in their voice. Like, yeah. thank you. Like, I'm so glad uh, that I'm not going to have to go to your funeral in a few years. You know wow. what I mean? Like, and like, that was just, it became a, an addiction to me. Like I yeah. just wanted to do the best that I could. And so I just did as much research as like, I was like watching videos and videos and videos and videos and just like, you know, you get to that point where it's like, you just want to know as much as you, you can know. Yeah. And, um, then that's where the weight loss started that's happening. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I want to go back because when <laughs> yeah. you talk about your click moment, yeah. because I think that's so important and so interesting. And I think I'm a big Tony Robbins fan and he talks about how change doesn't take time. Change happens in a moment, mm-hmm. but it a lot really of times there are building blocks exactly. that get you to that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you think, what else, what do you think was different about that? I, I'm sure you had made the decision before, like yeah. tomorrow I'm going to start this diet, but was it, was there anything that you can pinpoint that was different about this time? This is one of the most frustrating questions that I get asked yeah. because I wish I could answer yeah. it with like, this is it. So like, cause I want to be able to give that moment to everybody. To everyone. And it's so frustrating, but like, I don't know. It was just like, I was ready. And mm-hmm. like, that's why I try and tell that story about the, uh, you know, the wedding beforehand, yeah. because that was like a, a building I, block. Yeah. It was like some. it was, and I was very much so out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. going to that wedding and like mm-hmm. dealing with like, I guess seeing myself in a different environment that mm-hmm. I wasn't used to, I realized how far I'd gotten, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, like I, I wish I could like tell mm-hmm. you exactly what was going through my mind or like why, mm-hmm. but it was like just everything clicked and like all culminated mm-hmm. in that one moment. And it was like just perfect. And, yeah. Like, that decision. And yeah. you, once you, once you had made up that decision, then the yeah. And then, history, like, that's why right? I always bring up when I woke up, like I felt clarity, clarity. because it was, I, I just had never I, I I had not woken up excited for mm-hmm. the day and excited for the events that were gonna happen in such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just like, Whoa, this is like the best feeling ever and I wanna feel like this so again. So empowering, again. yeah. Yeah. And so like That's I said, amazing. I wish I could like say like this is how you get a click moment. Yeah. Because like then everyone would be good. Everyone like I would really be think awesome, everyone yeah. would like be able to get through whatever it is that they're struggling with. Yeah. But I can't and like it's so frustrating. Like, right. And I'm gonna keep searching, I'm gonna try and find it so <laughs> I can help people, but that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit earlier about a friend who had tried to help you and gotten you a gym membership mm-hmm. and doing that. And we've talked about that a little bit this week about being in the fitness industry yeah. and being, you know, s- someone who wants to help people make changes and myself being in medicine and having patients who I want to help make changes. There's only so much that we can do, right? It has to come from the individual and they have to be ready and make yeah, that decision. Absolutely. But what can we do as p- supporters to help people make that decision or make that support them in that journey? I think the most important thing, I think, yeah, I think the most important thing is just to be realistic with people mm-hmm. and like give them little things that, that people, cause like when you have a goal that you're able to attain and like you, you said it in my video, like have small goals. Like when you're able to have small goals that you end up, reaching and mm-hmm. then you feel accomplished like mm-hmm. that's huge because like a lot of people when um like they're trying to lose weight I, i've or like people that come to me they say like i've worked with this person this person and then, like mm-hmm. they go f- they try to go from zero to 100 like right. the, the person is literally eating only processed food they're not moving mm-hmm. and this person is trying to give them like a six-day split in the gym and giving them a hundred percent clean yeah. meal and like i know if i tried to do that when i first started i would have been a hundred percent overwhelmed mm-hmm. um so i think it's just as as people for where we are now especially you like you've been in this for so long like for you what might seem normal Mm -hmm. and i think you're pretty you're probably better than this with most people but like what might seem normal for even us isn't normal for other people so like we might say like just do this and they're like i haven't moved in three years yeah or i haven't eaten like a vegetable in four years right um so it's just to have the right i guess the right goals for people Mm -hmm. and then just i think just be as like just be as I guess it's like honest and like let people know like what they should really expect. Cause a mm-hmm. lot of people I think will 
oversell things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time I'm saying this, so I could be completely wrong. But mm-hmm. like uh, what I've noticed is people will oversell health and wellness and oversell how like easy it is once you get there and like right. how how great it's going to make you feel. And then people feel like when they're struggling, like, but this, this isn't normal. Yeah. It's going to be perfect rainbow butterfly yeah. unicorns. And then they're like, I think like something I talk about a lot is like my life isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. I mess up all the freaking time. Yeah. And so just to be like being honest, honestly, is like the, I think the, the most that we can do. Mm -hmm. And because like I've seen so many people will message me and Mm -hmm. be like, man, like when you talked about how like you used to struggle with binge eating and that was really like, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that other people struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Or like even when like, um, you know, something that I, struggle with even to this day is like social anxiety mm-hmm. um it's hard for me sometimes you mm-hmm. know but i i talk about it and like yeah i let people know that this is i'm not perfect with this so like just like that's another kind of the tangent but like just being honest yes. i think is really something that can be Absolutely. can be helpful and like and just be like really understanding because it's it's one of those things that when people are going through every like you said it earlier mm-hmm. everyone is so different mm-hmm. that like understand like what is it like why is it that you're you know you're binging or why mm-hmm. is it that like you you think you're just supposed to be losing weight mm-hmm. because I've noticed with weight loss, like everyone thinks that they're doing the right thing, but then when you really get down to it, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, well I'm eating an extra five cookies at night. But mm-hmm. like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, mm-hmm. so like just really trying to do your best to really be as focused and like work one-on-one as possible. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's hard yeah. because everyone's so busy and stuff, but yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. say like, just be realistic and be honest. Yeah. And I like what you said about understanding and we were talking about this before the podcast, but just how it could be frustrating for someone who wants like sees yeah. sees you when you're overweight and wants to help you change and knows that you can do it and believes in you but maybe you don't believe in yourself yep. yet and it, so it can be frustrating as that person to be like well why I'm giving them everything I have why can't they change mm-hmm. um, and you were saying that it's more frustrating for you yeah. and it's more because you don't want to feel like you're letting someone else down yeah you almost like I remember I would get to a point where people would bring it up, like mm-hmm. they would bring up trying to help me, and I would be like, "Please don't," like, because I don't want to make you hate me. Yeah. And like, because like in my head, I just didn't think I could do it, and like it, it's it's just so it's just so hard, and like mm-hmm. that's why I say like I can only do so much, and like I really think I really believe that the information I give to people is the right information. I'm mm-hmm. not like selling people like these random plans that's not right. that aren't gonna work. Like I'm right. I'm very much like with like science and like calories versus you know what I mean like I try and be as honest as I can Mm -hmm. but like no matter how much I information I give you like I'm not I'm not there to take the cheeseburger out of your mouth or whatever it is that you're eating right like so like that's like that's the it's it's, it is difficult though when you are the person that's like wants to try but at the same time like you just don't like if you don't believe in yourself nothing's gonna it's just not gonna happen no matter how you can have like one thing I was that I always bring up is like with uh, the like the biggest loser, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have, they basically force them to lose weight. Almost, yeah. Like, you can't almost can't. You don't lose have weight. a choice. Yeah, right. Yeah. On those shows, and like I think the show, the show, it's good, and I think there's been some things that I I personally don't yeah. really agree with, yeah, but yeah. um, like you see, like the people that when they leave the, I think it's called the ranch mm-hmm. or whatever, they end up gaining the weight back because mm-hmm. like they they're no longer in that controlled environment. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. So. Let's go back to your story. So you start you start to make some small changes. You start to learn as much as you can. Yeah. So take us through that progression from yeah. the sandwich in the water to then what was your approach? Yeah. And so so the first thing that I did was obviously like the diet was like the mm-hmm. main thing that I changed and like I, I tried to learn as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I, I, I like to be as honest about my journey as possible. So mm-hmm. 
basically it went from a very healthy like trying to cut out bad things that are bad for me i called it the common sense diet okay. the first thing that i did i was a big 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 soda drinker okay uh, probably over uh, a two liter a day easily mm-hmm. um, because I would go to 7-Eleven and get the 64 ounce and that's two liters right there I'm yeah. pretty sure um, and then on top of that I was drinking lunch breakfast you know I always drank soda um, so cutting that out because like it's like things that everyone knows you shouldn't be having when right. you're trying to lose weight right so Comes it was soda fast food like my normal order at McDonald's was two McDoubles two McChickens a large fry and a large drink Wow. Which is like, I, I calculated it was like, I think it was close to 4,000 calories. Wow. Or something like 3,500. Yeah. yeah. Um, so cutting that out and then cutting out snacks. Like I was a big snacker of like mm-hmm. chips and like I just eat a whole bag mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cut that out. And like I said, it was healthy at the beginning, like very much so like, you know, getting out things that shouldn't be in most people's diets. Right. Place, right. But then it got to a point where I would see results at a certain calorie, you know, number mm-hmm. I was hitting. So then in my head, I'm like, well, what if I cut it? What if I cut right. it? What if I cut it? What if I cut it? What if I cut it? And then I kept cutting it <laughs> until I ended up being like at some point around like sub a thousand to maybe around a thousand barely. Okay. And then that's when I started doing the binge eating. Okay. Um, because you know, you, you can only You're eat that many calories so yeah, much, for yeah. so many days. So it, it would turn into like almost like clockwork, like four days of restricting mm-hmm. one crazy binge. Mm. And that was hard because I just, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm eating less. Yeah. But why am I doing this thing where I'm eating? And I, it was really like to this point where I didn't even understand what, why am I eating this? Yeah. Why, like I'd wake up and be like, what did I, what just happened? Yeah. You know, not it's really like wake up, but like your body is starving. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so and that, what, in, on those days when you would then binge, how did you then go back to eating oh, I, well I, versus like in the past being on a diet and then just yeah. Going back to your uh, old ways. What I would do, which is the last thing I do not recommend this, but mm-hmm. what I did, would I would binge and then I would literally just try and restrict as much as possible the next okay. day. So I would eat like sometimes nothing or maybe like 300 calories. Mm-hmm. And then that just keeps the cycle going. So it was just like this vicious, vicious cycle. Wow. Um, but so I was dealing with that mm-hmm. and I dealt with that for a long time. I'm not going to say that I got over it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily I, deci- I, was, I was actually at this point in my life, I – was pretty much working i think i was working two jobs Mm -hmm. and i just didn't see i didn't see a future very much for myself like Mm -hmm. i didn't know where i was going to go so i started looking at the military Mm -hmm. as a lot of people do and i was like okay maybe i'll join the military yeah i was like crap i can't do any push-ups or anything (laughs) (laughs) so i was like i need to start working out okay um so then at that point i i took my um my focus went from just food Mm -hmm. to like i started like watching a ton of like bodybuilding Okay. Videos, because like that's the first thing you know yeah. everyone gets into. So, but it really was lucky for me because once I started doing that style of training, I yeah. was just hungrier, so I was eating more. I still was dealing with binging, mm-hmm. but I was actually eating a little bit more on the non-binging days. Okay. Um, a little more balanced. A little bit more balanced, but it, it definitely wasn't perfect. And okay. Like, it was it was definitely hard because like I felt like you feel like you're fake you're fake or a fraud because i would have something like you're so amazing you're so like mm-hmm. like you've like, like this was like before really i had a youtube or like any sort of social mm-hmm. media so like people in real life like man like i'm really proud of you and in my head i'm like i don't even know what i'm doing like i'm just I, right now i'm just kind of like mm-hmm. i i definitely like at that point in my head i could have gotten back to 360 mm-hmm. pounds now i'm at a point where it's just not gonna That's happen gonna but happen, at that yeah. point like i was like that was a fear of mine mm-hmm. you know um so I ended up doing bodybuilding and like my relationship with food got steadily better, steadily better. Um, and it got to a pretty, pretty good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, maybe I would say about two years I did bodybuilding okay. only. And at that point I decided I want to do a physique show. Mm-hmm. And this is like, 
in that time I had like ended up making my YouTube and like and my all of my Instagram and all of my social media. So mm-hmm. and then like <laughs> I, I, I don't want to gloss over it, but that's when I made I had made the video that went viral um, about my loose skin after yeah. losing that much weight, and then that's when I went on Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's when all that stuff happened, okay. right? Um, but then like after all that, I decide, oh, I want to do a men's physique show because yeah. like in my head, I was like, it'll be cool to go from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. And now this is not, it, I don't at all regret doing the show, mm-hmm. but it, it just taught me stuff that I know I will never do again. Okay. Um, so doing the physique show, it was a really good experience mm-hmm. because it absolute, like I have never, ever, ever been as dedicated mm-hmm. and like strict with my diet as, yeah. I, as I was for that. And it showed me that I could do it, which yeah. is actually kind of cool. Like, it gives you a lot of confidence yeah. that you can do anything, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, those shows, at least for me, like being so low on calories, because I ended up, it's not as low as it was before when I was binging, but <laughs> for how much exercise I was doing, I was doing 40 minutes on the stairs every day after my bodybuilding session. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I got down to 2,100 calories and uh-huh. like it, that was just low. It was yeah. for how big I am. I was like at the lowest I got for the show was 180, 180 pounds. Yeah. So that's like where the 180 pounds lost comes from. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't that many calories. I was always hungry. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> at this time. I was in a relationship after the show. Not, in not the anymore. <laughs> so, it's a stressful yeah. time. It, and I was not the best person to be around. Like I know that. You yeah. Know? And I knew it at the time. But there was nothing I could do. I was angry yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know. Um. So I do the men's physique show, and like I said, I don't regret it because it taught me so much. Mm-hmm. And like I, it's just something that I'll always treasure. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do the show. And then I'm done with the show. And then now I, I don't have to track, yeah. right? That was terrifying at yeah. first. And I, I can say so proudly that it's been almost, it's been about maybe 10, 11 months since mm-hmm. the show. I haven't had to track. I haven't tracked a full day of eating since then. Okay. You know, I've been what I call like intuitive eating, basically just eating when I'm hungry. Yeah. And like for me, that is in, I haven't binged since then either. Amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like my relationship with food has been the hardest thing to get better. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I've been, I honestly think I've conquered it. It makes me so happy when I talk about it because yeah. like, I remember like being at this camp, being able to eat the food here, I would have been like, I, I see the food scales cause yeah. they bought food scales yeah. they put in there. And I, I walk by them and I smile because yeah. I'm just like, I, I know I, I would have been the person yeah. using those. And there's because they also, it. they have amazing food here and it's oh all in a buffet. It's so, but it's, it's, it's great cause it's healthy. Yeah. You know, but you could easily eat three plates of it if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. They, they're like, encourage it. Yeah. Um, but it's just, that's like one of the coolest things. But, um, you know, I, I remember I, my, my mental state after the show was like, I really was scared because mm-hmm. I was so strict with my diet mm-hmm. and I was like, man, what's going to happen now? You know? And, and then like after the show I had kind of, I don't want to say I lost my love for lifting or like bodybuilding, I mm-hmm. guess you could call it, but it was definitely dwindling. And like, that was kind of like frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> funny story, my brother met a girl okay. at the show who did, who competed too. Okay. But she actually did CrossFit too. Ah. So he was like, this girl's really cute. He's his girlfriend. She's his girlfriend now. Ah, um, shout out to it. my brother, John <laughs> um, and Sam. Uh, so he met her and then he was like, she said she did CrossFit. And he had been watching a couple of videos. He yeah, watched yeah. your videos and like, he was like kind of thinking about doing it. So he went for it. And okay. I remember coming from bodybuilding, like I'm not a negative person. So I never talked crap about stuff. Yeah. Um, but like when people be like, Oh, like I do CrossFit. I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. Like, I'm not going to do it with you, but yeah. like, that's cool. You know? Sure. Um, but I saw how much he, like, he loved it. And mm-hmm. like, this was maybe about a month after the show, three weeks after the show. Um, and I'd see him, see him going to work out and like, he'd tell me about the workouts and I'd be like, that sounds pretty intense. Yeah. And then 
So he's like, all right. So he has me watch the Rich Froning documentary <laughs> and then the Fittest on Earth. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And and then the way I am, I watch YouTube. So then I just you watch a bunch of YouTube all the videos. videos. Yeah. All the videos. There's Your so video, like, many videos. All the videos, yeah. right? And I was just like, I want to do that, you know? <laughs> and then, like, literally, then next day, I went and I did my first, <laughs> Your first I bought workout. a pair of Metcons before I even got to the gym. Yeah. I, like, I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I, remember I did my first workout, and I was just, like, hooked from there on because we were kind of talking about before, when I – like being morbidly obese for most of my life, obviously I'm not very functional. I kind of move very much. And then going straight into bodybuilding, which like I, I love that I did that because mm-hmm. it's, it's actually really has given me like a base of strength, which I'm really happy to have for mm-hmm. CrossFit. Sure. Um, but it didn't do any good for my mobility. It didn't mm-hmm. do any good for my functionality. Um, so when I first went into CrossFit, I was just like, there's so many things that I didn't think that I could do. And a story that I kind of told you before, but like we did a, um, we did a workout where there was box jumps, right? Uh And it was only 24 inch box jumps. Oh, and wait, it's still pretty high. Well, yeah, but like, box jumps, like but it's not like the 30 inch one. But it's ones. a standard height. Yeah, yeah, standard height for men. And I remember I was like, I saw it and I told my brother, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. And he was like, you can do that. And I was like, I don't think I can. He's like, just try, you know? <laughs> and then I tried it and I did it. And then in the workout, I did it like 30 times. But I just remember, like, that's a story I tell because, like, it is such a small thing. But, like, for me, it was such a huge so win. So cute. Yeah. You know? And then, like, it's just, CrossFit has just given me, like, it's just showed me so many of my weaknesses, which sometimes is so freaking frustrating. Right. But for it's like, us, yeah. I'm, like, addicted to trying to get better at them and, like, doing things that I never thought that I could do and, like, it's just such a fun and like the the best part is like we were talking about is the community. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even explain how like the fact that I'm even on this podcast like <laughs> that that right there I feel like just explains it. But like being here at this camp and yes. like people have just been so incredibly nice and like um, one of my best friends mm-hmm. who I met in LA we did a YouTube house thing. Okay. I'm going to be living with him for a month and we've only <laughs> we met at LA for a few days and now I'm going to be living with him for a month in the UK. But just yeah. cuz you bonded over CrossFit. Over CrossFit that, and like Yeah. It's just so, so powerful. It, yeah, and I love it and I love how it's not at like I mean obviously there's always going to be elitists in anything but like mm-hmm. every most people are so willing to help anybody and like mm-hmm. everyone wants people to get into it and like that's why a lot of people are like oh cross the college stuff because like we want people to do it yeah because we want people to like yo it's so cool you know <laughs> and like for me I, I mean i love it and i still do my bodybuilding stuff too like it's not like i'm like completely like i don't do the bodybuilding anymore you know mm-hmm. it's like i'm trying to find that balance with both of those training styles too because mm-hmm. i i definitely still enjoy going to the gym putting my headphones in and yeah. getting like a chest pump Being i know that's, in your zone, <laughs> yeah. sounds ridiculous but i enjoy it yeah. and uh but yeah i i mean i can't even explain how just i just love it and it's just such a like the the main thing is just like being able to do things with my body another thing is um so i I still have my loose skin. So mm-hmm. uh, the reason that I say that was random. But um, I remember the first workout we did, I didn't, I did, I hadn't been wearing compression clothing. Okay. And so we had double unders. I was doing singles, obviously. Yeah. And, like, it was just horrible. I remember thinking to myself, I need to fix something. Like, the, I, there's no way I'll be able to do this style of training. Because yeah. bodybuilding, it's very, you're Isolated, one spot. You're not yeah. moving around too much. Um, so the, f- like right after the workout, I, I remember I went and bought compression gear. So like okay. if you're somebody that has a little bit of loose skin or like you're maybe a little bit overweight and you yeah. feel like it's kind of 
bothering you, I, I really recommend it. It can be any compression gear you okay. want to get. Um, but like that was huge for me. The reason that I bring that up was because the next workout we had a run. Okay. And I well no sorry it was we had a run in the first one because at the gym I was going to a 400 meter run was just part of the warm up. Okay. Um. So then obviously the next time I went there I was kind of excited to see how it would feel running because mm-hmm. like running had always obviously it was uncomfortable when I was heavier. Right. And then it's been uncomfortable since I've yeah. lost the weight. Um. And I remember like I put on the compression gear and I did the run and I was like. This feels amazing. Wow. Like it sucked. It was running, but right. like I was like, whoa! And like every, even now when I run in workouts, yeah. I'm like, man, like this, this it's such a good feeling being able to run, you know? That's and so like just little things cool. like that, yeah, you know that what I mean? People take for granted. Yeah, yeah. And like wow. being able to bend over and tie my shoe now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like so. That's amazing. Yeah. What other things in your life have changed from now, now that you've lost the weight from before? Maybe not even physical things, but relationships or anything else. Yeah, I would say that I'm I'm definitely more confident. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, I'm not perfectly like I, I talked about earlier, I still yeah. have like the social anxiety stuff, but like I'm more confident in my ability to do things. Um and I don't I don't think it's like cockiness. It's more just like, man, I did that. Mm-hmm. Why can't I try at least at least try and do this, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just it really has like it's just made for me, I don't like. I talked earlier when I would go into a room and people would be laughing. I absolutely do not think they're laughing about me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, what are you guys laughing about? Yeah. You know? Or like, I can go into a room and not feel like I need to make a joke about myself to be like to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it really has just changed my whole life. And like, you know, I tr- I try my like people will be like, man, you you still <laughs> a comment that I'll get, and I'm like, I don't really understand that on my YouTube. Like, man, you still have the personality of a fat guy, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does but, that like, mean? I mean, I don't feel like internally i changed much i mean maybe externally i've changed a lot but yeah you know like there's there's so i could go on forever about like the things that have changed but just like yeah. you know my and then obviously like just being able to not not feel like my weight or like my appearance is such a issue and like mm-hmm. such a like a like, this huge wall that i have to get over before i can get to know somebody or like get over like say it's a girl or something get over before i can like start talking to her it's yeah. not like i have to like hey i know i'm big but like i'm cool you know what i mean like that's how i would have like i felt like i would have to like like try and like like earn my way in yeah. by like being like ridiculous or being, that right from yeah. the beginning and so like now i'm just like more confident in who i am as a person mm-hmm. and that's been really really good too that's amazing yeah that's so awesome <laughs> What do you say? I know you. Your YouTube channel is amazing, and it's amazing how open you are and yeah. about your whole experience. <laughs> too open, but <laughs> but in in a good way. I think it's really real, yeah. and people can relate. Um, one question is: Are there things that you? It's it's obviously not like you lose the weight and all of a sudden life is great and easy. Yeah. But are there Absolute, things that you still struggle with on a daily basis, or that you have to constantly be working? Yeah. Um, well, as I've kind of mentioned, the social anxiety is something that mm-hmm. is something that I, I try and work on. Like even coming to this camp was like a huge step for yeah. me being around so many people that I have no idea. And like yeah. some people that are so freaking awesome at everything they do, which man, I'm like, man, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> um, but like that's still something that, that happens. But w- one thing that I always bring up when it, mm-hmm. with weight loss, I'm like, yes, losing weight is important, but you have to understand that the mental aspect of it is, I would say, almost more important Mm -hmm. because you like if you want to lose weight and keep it off you have to work on the mental too Mm -hmm. because like when you see people that 
lose the weight and gain it back, it's because they never they never thought of themselves as someone that had lost weight. They yeah. just thought of themselves as a fat person or as a big person that had lost some weight, mm-hmm. but then like it's probably going to go back up. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think of yourself as a formerly fat person that is now not fat anymore and will never be fat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that like, like I was saying when, when I was struggling with binge eating, like, yeah. um, I really was scared of going back to that point okay. of being 360 pounds. Now I can honestly say without a shadow of doubt, like I have, I know like that it's knowledge. Knowledge is power. Like I know the things that I would have to do to get to that size. Mm-hmm. I would have to stop working out, which I don't plan on doing cause I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I would have to start eating the way that I did, which honestly, I don't even like that food anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I get that that sounds crazy to people that might be trying to lose weight. Like you don't right. like McDonald's anymore, but honestly, because of how much I like working out and like, I want to be better better at this stuff that stuff makes me feel like garbage and then it makes me not want to work out or when i am working out i feel like garbage so why would i want to eat it so like i just know what would have to happen and the things Mm -hmm. that would happen so the thought of going back to that size isn't even there anymore but you that's something that takes time and it's just you just have to understand it's not eight it's not or it's not zero to a hundred it's like zero one two three four you know you have to slow into it but you can get there that's the thing is like you can get there you might not be going as fast as this person but you might see them on the road crashing and burning while you're going by them a little bit slower you know it's the tortoise versus the hare right you're in it for the long run exactly and it's such a cool illustration too of in cross that we talk about the continuum the sickness wellness fitness yeah and it's kind of like that like maybe now you get to the point where you're on the fitness side yeah. and in order for you to get all the way back to sick you, there's a lot of stages you'd have exactly. to slip down and pass through and you you have those as warning points to say hey you know maybe i stopped working out this is a red flag maybe i need exactly. to change it up and you can catch yourself hey, before it McDonald's, gets too bad uh, yeah and then it's but like that uh, i love that you brought that up it's yeah. the same exact thing for the other way yeah when you start losing weight you can't expect to go from sickness past wellness yeah. and go to fitness you ha- you have to go along the dial mm-hmm. and do the things because and it's even better if you do because they're they're all building blocks that you're yeah. gonna have and learn and know by the time you get to fitness and I really believe I I, I always say this in my channels like I'm not special I'm not and a lot of people are like no you are I'm like I'm not <laughs> I'm I'm special but also you're special and everyone else everyone. is special yeah you know and like anything I've done is a hundred percent possible like there is nothing that I've done that I don't think literally anyone else in the world can mm-hmm. do and like i just i want people to believe that because i i honestly do believe yeah. that i can honestly believe that anything that i've done people can do and even better because i know there's times where i'm lazy and there might be someone out there that might not be lazy at that time that will go do better than i am mm-hmm. and i really believe that that's amazing so what advice would you give to someone right now who's listening who is struggling who's very overweight doesn't believe in themselves um, or maybe someone who's listening who has a family member or a friend who's struggling, what advice would you give to them? The best advice that I could give, and I know this sounds cheesy, is 100% start slow. Mm-hmm. 100% like find – it's almost the same advice yeah. that you gave in my video, but literally find something that you can change that you know is like – ruining your diet or whatever it is like i think diet is the most important when it comes to weight loss at mm-hmm. least find something for me like the thing that i would change even the times where i failed losing weight but like the thing that i changed at the beginning of this time too mm-hmm. was i stopped drinking soda okay because i knew like there's stuff that people there's habits that people know they have it might be this might sound crazy but people do this it might be a sleeve of oreos at night some people yeah. they eat a sleeve of oreos at night it's just mm-hmm. normal right and they know that it's not good for them, but they just do it. Mm-hmm. Find 
something that you know because I can almost guarantee, especially if you're really overweight, mm -hmm. the thing that's great about that, obviously there's so many terrible things about really being really overweight, but the thing that I noticed is that that's great about it, if you're really overweight, you can make a small change and actually see a pretty big a result. Big impact. Yeah. You know, because if you're 400 pounds, you can literally lose sometimes 20 pounds by making a tiny change in your diet mm. and that you just don't realize is adding an extra 800 calories that mm. if you continue doing that for a couple of weeks, it ends up being a good amount of weight. Makes a difference. And like, so that is like my, my biggest piece of advice because I really believe obviously it's everyone's different, but like once you see results, mm -hmm. you're, you're more willing to take another change mm -hmm. and change something else and like do a diff momentum, different thing with your diet. Yeah. And then as far as like what I would say to someone that's like has a family member, mm -hmm. first off, I, I totally get your what you're going through and like if you are listening to this and you have a family member in mind like you're an awesome person and like mm -hmm. you know it's great that you care about this person as much the thing that I would say is like don't get frustrated mm -hmm. um, because it like like we said earlier it's it's I'm not trying to sound harsh but it's not up to you yeah it's not and no matter how much you love it could be your it could be your spouse it could yeah. be the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with yeah. and you feel like they some people almost get like they feel like the person that's trying to lose the weight doesn't care about the person that's trying to help them yeah. i promise you that's not the fact i can almost guarantee they're going in their head they're feeling like they're a failure already mm -hmm. you know so just be as kind as you can be obviously do your best to like keep healthy food in the house and like you right. know but like if you get upset and mad, it's just going to make it worse. So just do your best to be as supportive as possible and understand that they are, I can almost guarantee more frustrated with themselves than you're probably frustrated with mm -hmm. them and maybe yourself. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, just understand that you can only do so much. And like, yeah. I know that's frustrating and like, I, I hate that that's the answer. I really yeah. do. Like, I wish I could say do this and then they'll lose weight. Right. But you just, yeah. Everyone has to make, have that click moment for yeah, themselves. And exactly. That, that decision. Amazing. Well, I want to finish with three questions. Okay. I ask everyone on the podcast. So first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Ah, yes. This question. Um, I would say the first thing I do when I'm at home, it's kind of yeah. hard when I'm traveling, is I, I try and drink uh, 32 ounces of water right when I wake up. Awesome. Um, that's just been I something. I really should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be, I used to go idea. a little crazy. I used to drink like, I have a mason jar and okay. it's 32 ounces. I used to drink two of them, uh -huh. but then I'd be like, Oh, a lot of I water. Feel, yeah. And then I'm like peeing all day. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to, but that's something that's been, been really, really helpful. Um, another thing is something that I've actually been doing a lot more recently is just doing a lot of stretching. Mm. Um, and that's like for health and then obviously for trying to perform better, but yeah. like really like mobility work has been something that I've recently been like really, really working on because that's my awesome. mobility is really bad. Um, and the third thing Hmm. Oh man. I would say the third thing is hmm. Okay. Uh the third thing, this is actually this is this probably would be the first one, but I've actually tried to stop um eating like protein supplements. Okay. Um because <laughs> something like I was like the person that was like eating three bars a day sometimes right. and like drinking shakes and so um that was like messing with my skin, messing with my stomach. Mm -hmm. Um so it's been like over a month since I've had one of those mm -hmm. and like that's something that is like a huge win for me. So That's awesome. That's so like just going all the more little for things. the real food quality. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to eat real food like it might be a, like for me, I've always been like a cal person that worried about calories. So mm -hmm. that'd be like, in my head, I'm like, well, this has a little bit more calories, but I don't want to feel better after yeah. eating this. So I'll, I'll usually opt for that now. Awesome. Is there one thing that you're working on or that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time doing it? Oh yeah. Um, 
I would say there's so many things. <laughs> we, <laughs> we so, all have. There's them, so yeah. many things that I'm working on. Um, I would say the biggest thing when it comes to my health would be uh, one thing that I do that I, I want to fix is like I – I don't have a problem with people eating right before they go to sleep, but it's almost like it gets to a point where sometimes I'll like push meals as far back as I possibly can mm -hmm. just so I can eat a huge meal at night. Okay. And like, that's just something I'm trying to fix just so I'm eating more throughout the day mm -hmm. because of how much I work out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that I'm trying to do. Like, like be okay with eating a bigger lunch yeah. than, than I have been. So I guess that's kind of trying not to eat such a big meal at night yeah. right before you go to bed. Yeah. Sounds like a good one. Yeah. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life. Um, I would say balance is the mo most important thing. So I don't necessarily think that healthy means that you are, you know, winning the CrossFit Games. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Matt Frazier is pretty healthy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like having that balance as far as, like, you know, being able to be around your family and, like, not be worried about like if you guys go out to a dinner mm -hmm. and like freaking out mm -hmm. um and then obviously being at at least some level of fitness um you know being able to go to the gym and work out and not feel like you have to be there all day mm -hmm. um and then you know just being able to just kind of be present with the people that you're with and mm -hmm. like just be able to like not be hindered by your health and yeah. your mobility and your whatever it might be to be able to do whatever it is that you might mm -hmm. want to do so I love that. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to see you living yeah. that life. And <laughs> thank you so much for being so open and for sharing your story. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. No, I'm, like I said before, I'm honored. Honored. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I really, really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you learned as much from John as I did. I know I still think about him often, especially now as I'm in my residency clinic working with patients who often are not in a place where they're ready to make a change and remembering to be patient and to meet them where they are. So I'm also really curious about click moments. I like how John talked about having a single instant when he knew he had to change his life. And I'm wondering if you've ever had a click moment. Maybe it was for losing weight or maybe it was for working out, but did you ever have a single instant where you knew you had to make a change in your life? If so, let me know in the comments below this post on my website, juliefouché.com. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. If you haven't heard of Thrive Market yet, they sell top organic and healthy products online at 25 to 50% off, shipped straight to your doorstep. So as a sponsor of this episode of the podcast, they're providing an amazing offer to all Pursuing Health listeners. You can head to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash PH and there you'll receive an additional 25% off your first purchase as well as free shipping and a free 30-day trial.
So why do I love Thrive Market so much? You probably know my husband, Danny, and I have been living a very chaotic lifestyle for the past several years, from medical school to now residency training and training for the CrossFit Games in there as well. We didn't have a lot of time for grocery shopping every week or meal prep. And so using Thrive Market, we can shop for all of our staple grocery items, things like nut butters, cooking oils, snack bars, dressings, even coffee and tea. And we know that when we're ordering through Thrive Market, they're coming, these products are coming from a curated list that we know we can trust. So whether you're looking for paleo, vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, or organic products, you can find them on the Thrive Market platform at prices that are 25 to 50% below what you would find in the grocery store. And even better, these items are shipped straight to your doorstep, so you don't have to worry about the time or the hassle of grocery shopping. I also love that Thrive Market demonstrates a big commitment to giving back. So for everyone who signs up for a Thrive Market membership, another membership is donated to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. Thrive Market's mission is to make healthy living easy and approachable to everyone, and this aligns perfectly with my own personal mission and that of pursuing health. Because Thrive Market has been such a huge lifesaver in my own life, I wanted to share the benefits with all of you, and they've responded with an amazing offer. So as I mentioned before, you can head to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to receive 25% off your first purchase and free shipping and a free 30-day trial. Again, this is on top of their already 25 to 50% below retail prices. So I hope you take advantage of this amazing offer and enjoy their service as much as I have. Once again, that website is thrivemarket.com forward slash PH. You can head there to save on some of your favorite items for healthy living and also help make a healthy lifestyle easy, affordable, and accessible for all. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWOD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, MobilityWOD has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use MobilityWOD to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surrett's movement and mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute mobility wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. 
It's easy to become part of the Mobility Wad community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power. 